Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Sarah and Will Probe the Net. I'm Sarah Jane Martin. And I'm William Klippenstein, and we're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of different things that we see on the internet, as well as asking questions to people on the internet about kind of ridiculous things, as you'll find out pretty soon. Will and Sarah probing the net, talking about the talks that you'll never forget. Don't do drugs and don't have sex, or maybe you should. It's not up to me, son. Your mom and dad were telling you lies about drinking and drug use and penis size. So now we're asking about it on the internet and rock the jaw harp. Yeah, you know, the wonderful thing about the internet is that there's a relative sense of anonymity on a lot of forums. So I feel like for some of those most pressing questions that we've got, just throwing them out there is great because people from all over the world will respond with, you know, whatever disturbing and interesting and funny answers they have with the uh, the alias of a username. So, so it's pretty safe. And we all know people get pretty wild i mean it's you you see some crazy things on the internet and you read some crazy things people get pretty fast and loose with their opinions on the internet so things can get a little bit crazy sometimes so buckle up folks and enjoy the ride because it's time to probe the net all right now you're surfing you're linking from page to page like crazy you're an internet master i mean you're a web surfing page linking maniac So today we are going to be talking about the talk. So what is the talk? Essentially, any talk with your parents that they had to have with you when you were a child, be it sex or drugs, basically those two things. I don't know what other talks there were. Did you ever have any weird talks, Will, other than the sex talk or the don't do drugs talk? Um... Surprisingly, no. I was, I was a pretty straight-laced kid. Very, I must follow all the rules at all times. And anyone who knows me will agree that that is exactly how I am. Yeah, I I don't discount that one bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's perhaps where we differ a little bit. I uh, yeah, and that's one of the funny things with um, you know, Will and I have a very different relationship with the internet. Whereas I feel my formative years were spent on the internet and much of what I know about, you know, sex and drugs and life in general, it all came from the internet when I was like 13, 14 years old going through forums and talking to weirdos on chat rooms. (laughs) And, well, let's talk about your relationship with the internet. Yeah, so I didn't really have internet in my house until I was almost 18 years old. It was like 10 days before my 18th birthday. Uh, My mom got like an iPad when I was in grade 10 or 11, I think, that had like 3G on it. But that's not like, it wasn't the real internet experience. Uh, Up until that point, I was living like, uh, I don't know, under a rock, I guess. I didn't really understand what was going on. People always make all these plans, and I never know about them, and then... Um, or maybe I was just generally a loser in high school. It's, that's also possible. <laughs> Will was one of those weird kids who had to go and watch porn at the library. No, no, that's not true. Okay, so what really happened is, you know how whenever you have people who are, like, let's say someone gets caught, like, watching porn or something, mm-hmm. or, like, some guy's wife goes on the computer 
and um, it's like, you've been watching porn. And the guy's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's because it was actually me the whole time. <laughs> I find people when they're not using their computers and just stealthily look at the porn on their, on their computers. That's that's there. And that's, that's um, yeah, that's, that's what I did until uh, until I had internet at home. <laughs> you used to look up porn on other people's computers? Uh, I, no. Not, not really, <laughs> but... Um, that was completely fabricated. <laughs> that would but, have been pretty cool. Just the second someone leaves the room, just take a take a quick little sneak a peek there on Pornhub and just Google boobs, see what happens. And they set their homepage to like something absolutely ridiculous. Oh man, I yeah, I don't know. I feel like with my family, like I had internet for the longest time, like ever since I was seven i think we had internet so i i found some weird stuff on there when i was a teenager but as far as like the sex talk goes with my parents they they kind of played dumb about it whenever i would have a question about anything their default response was just to act confused and say that they like didn't understand or they didn't know (laughs) Which is, that's a risky little game there. I probably wouldn't have known anything if it wasn't for Sue Johansson's Sunday Night Sex Show. (laughs) I learned so much from that old woman. I've never heard of this show. Can you please elaborate? This sounds very interesting. You don't remember Sue Johansson? Oh my god. Uh, She was like this 80-year-old woman, just this little grandma, and she had this late-night sex show on Sundays where... People would call in with questions like all over the map about like all sorts of gnarly things. And she like she would just give her she did not hold back. Like there's just something so beautiful about watching a little old granny with her like cotton ball hair and wire rim glasses like whipping out a big dildo and talking about like oh kids you should never ever do anal but i know you're gonna do it anyway so (laughs) this is how it goes and uh yeah i i learned most of what i know today from that that sweet little old lady (laughs) you know being old means wisdom and experience it's true. I'm sure Ms. Johansson has gotten around. She uh, she actually did a keynote speech at the University of Manitoba a couple years ago, and she filleted the microphone at one point. So oh, my God. She's got gusto. She does. Yeah, it was quite a situation. Anywho, I think now would be a time to dive right in and see what kind of content we got from the internet we were uh asking uh we we took to reddit and we decided to ask how did your parents go about having the sex talk with you because i think there's sure to be some some interesting curveball stories in there so let's dive right in Alrighty then let's do a search on the internet username small bibby beans says Long story short, they didn't. My mom explained all the sex things to me when I was five or six. Five or six? That, that seems a little early to explain all of the sex things. Wait, what, what does that even mean, all of the sex things? Does it, is that like literally every single possible thing? Now, son, it's time to learn about kinks. <laughs> It's like, no, that sounds like a terrible thing. F is for felching. <laughs> what, what, wait, what is that? 
I've never heard that before in my life. Um, <laughs> you brought it up. Now you got to tell me. I, I might be wrong, but I... Oh, it, it's a gross one. Okay. Oh, I, don't I'm, Google it. I'm no. going to Google the definition just to make sure I get it right. We're on the school's Wi-Fi. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It is it is what I thought it was. Um, okay. So Google says felching is a sexual practice involving the act of orally sucking semen out of the anus of one's oh, partner. Oh, my God. So Why? Yeah, I don't know. And okay, okay, okay. Back, <laughs> let's back up here. Okay, let, let's 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 slow it down for a second. Who who is like the first person that came up with this? Like, who is sitting there one day and it's like, you know what, honey, you know what I want to try? I want to suck semen out of your ass. <laughs> like, who thought of that? Um, who made that up? I don't know. It's like John. I don't care. We gotta take this part out of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be in there. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's like, but oh. I want it in there. It's like, no, guess, stop. Yeah, small baby beans says their mom explained all the things. So I, I, I don't know. Perhaps that was in there. Um, but yeah, so they say my mom explained all the sex things to me when I was five or six, and I could come back to her for questions at any time. So when I entered my teenage years, there was no need for any talk, thankfully. But when I was 18, I had my first boyfriend, and my dad tried to tell me to go to a gynecologist and talk with my mom because there might be things I would need to know. I answered him that I had been on birth control for four years, and the conversation ended. Well, I think that's pretty common for the dad to be, like, totally out of the loop and just derpy when it comes to talking about sex things i well, actually maybe so I, I remember like when i was a kid one time i had like this dream i don't know it was like i, don't, I might have been like 12 or 13 i don't know something like sex related dream or something like that some <laughs> shit that kids have or or people will have it whatever time and then i asked my dad about it and he's just like you're getting to be that age and then walked away and i was like what the fuck does that mean i'm a kid who's like who like had this thing i'm like i don't know what this means I asked my dad he's like well it just happens it's gonna be like it's like oh this does not help me at all some context would be nice yeah that's uh, that's one of the frustrating things is when parents aren't like fully committed to actually explaining and they just sort of dance around the the subject like it's definitely not doing you any favors like the good old go ask your mom go ask your dad never ending loop i don't think i ever had that but i feel like either that's a trope that's just you see it all the time in like comics and tv shows and that kind of stuff um or it actually happens i wouldn't know but i imagine it does probably were your parents, like, were they the kind that were, like, sex positive and, like, be safe and have fun, kiddo? Or were they, like, don't ever do it until you're married and 45? Well, let me give you an idea of what I was like <laughs> when I was in high school. Um, I never had to have that conversation because I wasn't the kind of guy who would have a girlfriend in the first place. <laughs> there I was, was just no risk. I was it. kind of a loser. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really much to add there, just kind of matter of fact. Well, so. but even still, I mean, you could have you could have been dating within your own pool. I mean, I certainly wasn't a looker in high school and I, I managed to find some some other weirdos and to bump nasties with in the <laughs> in the basement at school during oh, breaks. Whoa, of, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um. 
hey man what do you think school plays are for <laughs> i i know i don't know <laughs> You haven't explained anything. You've just you've just created more questions for I me. Yeah. Well, I went to an all girls school, so okay, that's <laughs> more questions. Oh yeah. Well, that was the thing. Is like I went to an all girls school, so you know tensions ran high when you're like segregated from men all the time. But for all of our school plays, we would always get the boys from the school um, over in uh, like the the other like boys Catholic school to come over and. Yeah, that was like one of our only encounters with the the opposite sex. So some freaky stuff happened behind the scenes during uh, during school plays. So yeah, that was that. Seems seems like probably the absolute worst place in time imaginable. Oh, parents and teachers around. You know what? Sounds like a great time to just do fucking weird things <laughs> at school in the basement. There was a lot of weird things that happened at Catholic school. I don't know, man. I think segregating girls and guys like that, it just, like, just makes all those groovy feelings build up, and then it just explodes at you the second you've got an opportunity. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, yeah, but, um, no, my, my family, when it came to, like, sex talks and stuff, it was funny because, like, yeah, my mom would always dance around the issue – and she kind of, I wouldn't say she encouraged sex per se, but my dad was just a different story. I remember we watched that movie Juno, and I don't know if you've seen that movie, but main character gets pregnant from her first hookup with a guy in her like 11th grade class, and then she gives the baby up for adoption. So at the end of the movie, my dad is sobbing, and he just turns to me and says, Sarah... You can fuck whoever you want. I don't <laughs> oh care. My God. Fuck your goddamn brains out. But if you get pregnant, I am going to kill you. Oh my so, god. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really nice wholesome See, sex you, talk from you my You father. laugh. <laughs> but then people on the outside look in, they're like, "Why? Why?" <laughs> that might seem horrifying to a to someone who uh, who didn't know my dad, but he was uh yeah. He didn't hold back with his opinions. Yeah. So I would say he was a bit more sex positive. He just, uh, yeah, the death threat was a little intense, though. Oh, it, no. You know what? Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, the death threat was more intense. You know what? Yeah, I think, I think so. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else the internet has to say. A few clicks of my mouse, I became a mom on the net with the world at my fingertips. All right, so username iDirk iDirk says, All I got when I had my first boyfriend in high school was, Don't kiss anyone until you're 19. You don't know what you might regret later in life. And who wants to kiss a teenage boy anyways? I did. Catholic parents never even said the word sex to me. Huh. Like kissing is like a euphemism? I, I don't know. Maybe. Kissing's bad news. It could lead to dancing. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic upbringing would definitely make things particularly awkward. I didn't really have to worry about that in my household. I had a pretty non-religious family. What about you? Was your family religious at all? No. Yeah, I see. I went to Catholic school, but only because my grandma wanted me to go. I went to school with a lot of Catholic girls whose parents were a little bit intense. And I remember there was one girl during sex ed 
she would cover her ears and like put her head down on the desk because she was just not ready for the sinful talk that was about to happen. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the sinful talk. So sinful. Username old fuke sixty nine uh says oh. oh boy. Uh I was thirteen when Rudy Stotes, eighteen year old goddess of a sister, decided to give me a tour of their backyard bomb shelter. So the long-avoided talk with my parents was pretty much unnecessary. What a memory! Wait, wait. Okay, let's. Like, can you read that? A, can you read that let's a back second up. So, time? Yeah, I was thirteen when Rudy Stotes, eighteen-year-old goddess of a sister. First off, that seems like statutory rape. Um, yeah. Decided to give me a tour of their backyard bomb shelter. I don't know if that's a euphemism or... Literally, who? maybe this guy's born in 69 and it was the height of the Cold War and they had a pretty dank bomb shelter in the backyard with like the whole like wheel thing and the hatch comes open and then they went in and then he got a tour and then they left and then the parents just... I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed that this person used his friend's full name, Rudy Stote. I don't know if you're out there, but your sister made some problematic choices. I mean, it doesn't go into details, but whatever his goddess of a sister did to this 13-year-old made a sex talk with his parents unnecessary. I don't know. That's... Seems strange. Yeah. Beyond strange. That's that's a situation. I mean, that's like playing into the whole, like, I don't know. You always see that trope in movies of, like, the young guy with the hot babysitter or nanny who ends up sleeping with him, even though there's, like, a huge age difference and it's highly illegal. True. Yeah. It could also be completely and utterly made up. It is the internet. It could, but just the fact that he used this guy's full name. That's true. That's interesting. That's bizarre. Bold choice, old Fuke69. Because then you could probably easily figure out who posted it. Huh. Well, good for you, Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another good one. Um, It says, was watching the me, myself, and Irene scene where Jim Carrey pulls out a big black dildo. My mom took me to another room to explain what a dildo was, and then my questions from there led to the talk. Well, that's nice. That just sounds like a real organic way for it to come out in conversation. Maybe that was his mom's plan all along. She was like, there's just a gnarly scene with Jimmy and the dildo, and it's a nice, like, familiar, trustworthy face, Jim Carrey, that, that, I don't know, maybe that's a way to bring it up in a way that... That wouldn't make it feel too uncomfortable. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, like, if the mom had seen the movie before, and, like, presumably, I guess, she had or knew about the scene or something, <laughs> like, she either wouldn't let her kid watch it if it was really a concern or was planning it the whole time, like you said. Yeah. So I, think, I think you're probably right. This was cunning. Quite cunning, yes. This was cunning by the mother. It's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I had a few situations like that when I was younger where I'd be watching a movie 
and something saucy would be happening. But yeah, like I said, I would ask my mom about it and she would just play dumb. So especially like sex scenes in movies, like Austin Powers was so confusing to me growing up. Do I make you Randy? Yeah. Because like they're always under the covers and they always talked about sex and it kind of just seemed like they were like wrestling under there. Like no, that's like, what it, that's what it is. I guess no, that's, what, that's what you do. You you WWE style wrestle. You know, the suplex, the 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 DDT, the the punch. <laughs> you seem to be really up on your wrestling moves. It's, it's been a while. I haven't really watched it since I was like in high school. That's a long time ago now. It was funny watching like filthy movies as a kid and just everything kind of goes over your head but one of my favorite movies that's so dirty in hindsight watching it now like every second word in this movie is whore but I used to love Romy and Michelle's high school reunion and there was some very nasty talk in that film and I think like my mom would let me watch really like inappropriate movies as a small child just because she knew that at least when I was younger that I knew oh bad words are for adults only and children are never to repeat them so I didn't have a problem with that whereas my brother watched 101 Dalmatians one time and called everyone an idiot incessantly for years (laughs) you'll be sorry you fools you you idiots Let's see what other kind of responses we have on this thread here. Username, please PM me your nudes. Says, oh, wow. <laughs> Should Wonder- we do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no, you got to send like somebody else's nudes. Yeah. But no, he does say your nudes. Yeah. But what What if you, what if there's like a stock photo of like a nude guy and you paid <laughs> yeah. for it? Would that technically, like you own the rights to the picture, I guess, to, like use it. Yeah. Would that count as like your new? You know, like you know, like that, like that weird old guy who's like does like the weird smile. <laughs> yeah. What if he had like a stock photo, just him completely nude? Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> I, what's his name? Something Harold. Is it like Sad Harold? Sad, sad Harold. I don't know. <laughs> Harold's in pain. He's <laughs> yeah, got some pain yeah. behind those eyes. All right. So username, please PM me your nudes. Says, my parents never gave me a sex talk. They just gave me the internet and let me at it. That's like you. Did you write that? I didn't. No, but I, I don't know that. That's that seems a little irresponsible. I mean, my my parents didn't give me the internet like with the intention of letting me, you know, explore the dark depths of it <laughs> to get all of my questions answered. But I don't know. This guy is just making it seem like his parents like put out a laptop and they're like, all right, kiddo, hop to it. Like, like, <laughs> this is your designated learning time. You have until 7.30 and it's 6.30 right now. <laughs> you have one hour. Oh, and then scheduling. it's your brother's turn. <laughs> Yo, that's awful. Gross. <laughs> Sir Frederick III says, Ooh. I just got sent to a rather lackluster health class in fifth grade. What was yours like? Because mine was bad. What was yours like? We watched these old videos from like the 90s. Yeah. That like just puberty. It was one about AIDS too. <laughs> but when, <laughs> I'm in grade, when I'm in grade five, like I don't have like a 
proper concept of these things yet. Yeah, I'm way what, to just instill the fear really early. Yeah. God. Yeah, it, these these movies were, and they were out of date too. I think like they weren't fully modernized. Yeah, like I remember, I still remember the song from the video that we had to watch. It, this, the, yeah, it was in fifth grade, and it was like the puberty video, and it was like changes in our body fall like sun or rain, and like the lyrics didn't really make sense. But as the song's going, there's like this cartoon of these naked children, oh and then their pubic my. hair starts growing. No. It was really disturbing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What the? The fuck? boobs start getting all puffy, and what? oh yeah, no, it was a really uncomfortable video. It was yeah, just like naked children frolicking around while their pubes grow who at an alarmingly that? fast rate. Who, 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 who sat in the boardroom and was like, I know what we have to make next. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make it as wholesome as possible. If they're singing and dancing in the rain, that, that'll that make it. That'll make the, the it. The modern fine. equivalent of that would be like, it's going to be in Fortnite. It's going to be some kind <laughs> of experience in the game of Fortnite, which as I read on one online comment on reddit a while ago someone called it the giant online daycare which is like 100 percent accurate um they're just gonna do it in that it's like okay kids put on your vr headsets oh no i don't think you can play fortnite vr never mind i think vr sex ed is not no, a good yeah, idea no, never mind. back that up bad idea <laughs> no cool your jets there starsky <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moonlight Manatee says, my parents didn't have a sex talk with me, but they did go see my partner at the time as a teenager, took him out on a walk in the park, and gave him a lecture on how he is there to protect me. Why he didn't run away and never come back still baffles me to this day. Are they still together? I, I, I don't think they're still together but i think i think she probably means within the context of that situation he didn't just run for the hills right after his parents took the oh oh so noble approach of getting him to protect her flower oh my god Uh, both incredibly awkward and just disrespectful to everyone (laughs) including especially their own daughter oh god yeah that's the worst when like people just commodify their daughter's sexuality like those dads who like come to the door with like a gun and chains when like a boy comes over to take their daughter out that's healthy yeah username minute significant says and this is a quotation look son the most important thing in life is putting your eggs in the right basket that's a euphemism Putting your eggs in the... I don't think you're supposed to put the eggs in. Uh, yeah, I think that's the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> I thought you were going to go in a different direction, <laughs> and that's not what I was expecting, <laughs> I got to say. <sighs> eggs in the right basket. Put your eggs in the right basket. That's See, and that's the thing is, like, I don't know. I wish parents would just, like, be straight up about what they need to say and not use strange dogma and metaphors and sayings to dance around the issue just just tell them treat, to i don't know protect treat, your donk i don't know <laughs> treat your kids like people people true they're not philosoph 
Philosophers. <laughs> yeah. Philo- philos- philosophers, I guess. That's the right word, right? They're not philosophers. They don't philosophize. <laughs> They're not falafels. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that was a that was a pretty thrilling internet probe. That was uh, that was got, pretty successful for our first question. You they need, got probed like a, pretty good. <laughs> like a probe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probe. <laughs> Excellent. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Oh, Nell, you need the power. All right, so um, our next question that we decided to ask, we just got inspired with all of this talk of parents fumbling with the sex talk and discussing the birds and the bees. We got to thinking, you know, a lot of the time when you're a kid, your parents will have code words for your naughty bits, which I just think is so funny. Like, they just won't outright say penis or vagina. And oh, they need you to say have... that? <laughs> it's oh, my, naughty stuff. My, my, my virgin ears. Oh, God How forbid we use the proper, correct anatomical terms. Now, you may think those those words are disturbing, but... The ones that we got from this internet probe were profoundly disturbing. So we decided to ask the internet, what were your parents' code words for naughty bits? And we got a lot of really interesting stuff here. A lot more for vagina than we did for penis. I guess vagina is just a just a naughtier word in general. But I'm just going to read some of these off here, and you can give me your two cents on these. So number I one. I sure will. Peachy. But no. No. But why? Yeah. But no, that's like, but no, no. Because <laughs> we all know like the, like, like the whole, like the peach thing, right? Yeah. The emoji. But, like, but, but why? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, it's like calling a penis an eggplant. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like eggplanty. It's like, no. <laughs> okay. No, never mind. Please. <laughs> Name number two. Buster. But, and that's that's for a vagina. That's for a vagina. Call it your Buster. See, when I think of Buster, remember that like the TV show Arthur. <laughs> oh yeah, Buster. The, the rabbit. Well, oh, there was Buster and there was Muffy. Those are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. My God. Yeah. Buster, but like. Buster. But I'm I'm probably confuse the kids so much. You know, like people on TV will say about like. You're going to come for you, Buster, or like something like that. <laughs> yeah. it's like, as a kid, you'd be so confused. You'd yeah, like, Buster's like a cute me? little nickname. Like, hey, there, Buster. Like, I beg your pardon? It's like, excuse me? <laughs> what did you just call me? All right, next one I got here was uh, Whistle. But why? <laughs> your Whistle. Your, but no, but like, a, a Whistle is like this long, straight object. I, I guess it depends. Yeah. Kind of whistle. Depends on the whistle, but yeah, whistle seems like it would be more appropriate for the male anatomy, not the female. Who made I don't up know. these terms? I don't know. This one I like particularly. Um, Torino. That's uh, I believe that's a city in Italy. Um, yeah. Not sure where that one came from. But like, how, as a parent, like, why? Like, it's like okay, you know, we have a kid. And you know what? It's fucking absolutely unacceptable to use the word penis and vagina. So you know what? It's time to make up the most ridiculous word possible. Okay. Penis will be Subway sandwich and <laughs> vagina will be uh, uh, p- 
pastry. <laughs> well, so long as we're on the topic of food names for a vagina, here's a horrifying one. Cheeto. No. Yeah, someone Why? someone said Cheeto. And you see, like, that Cheeto dust getting everywhere, you know? Cheeto dust does tend to get everywhere. It's like, don't touch Cheetos and then touch other things. <laughs> I guess maybe that is the logic. Always wash your hands after you touch your Cheeto. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, my God. Don't use the laptop after you've been <laughs> touching your Cheeto. No. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Then, um... Oh, God, here's one. Your frog. <laughs> frog? Your frog. Why? I don't know, man. But... It... <laughs> I mean, sometimes it grows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Slippery? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. Makes... Oh, your frog. But, like, oh, it's like... to it. <laughs> It's like, but frog instead of like toad. I guess toad <laughs> sounds a little bit, a lot like chode. And toad, you just think of warts. <laughs> That's oh. not something you want to. Uh, well, I guess, I guess sometimes it. it can be a frog. Sometimes it can be a toad. Then I guess so. Depending on the person. This one's just. <laughs> this one's adorable. Someone said flumpy. <laughs> flumpy. <laughs> You're flumpy. That just. I don't know. That make. <laughs> that sounds like a real derpy vagina. You know? <laughs> I. uh probed the net for some code words for penis and we we got a couple here that were kind of clever one is um cowboy i like that one <laughs> that sounds like a well-hung family <laughs> oh gosh you're a cowboy <laughs> yeah you uh, like lassies and everything <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, yeehaw another person said popeye popeye that just that makes it sound real tough Maybe the strong to if, the finish. I mean, if the parent then tells the kid to eat their spinach, that has an entirely different connotation. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just picturing it being like <laughs> just making the Popeye face. Did he have a Did he have a Did he have a eye patch? I don't oh, think he had an eye patch, but I feel like his oh, eye was closed. <laughs> he oh, just yeah. had the one eye open. Constantly which... winking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So then that's you ever that's gonna finish that wink? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Never. And, uh, yeah, then the other one is uh, birdie. Birdie? Birdie. Birdie. You're birdie. Like the golf term? Like a birdie? Yeah. Where you get, like, one under par is how it is? (laughs) Birdie? You're birdie. Interesting. Did your parents ever have, like, weird code words for naughty bits? Um, I I don't think so. I don't think I had anything like that growing up. Were your parents, were either of them in, like, the healthcare industry? No, actually. Because I found that, like, all of my friends whose parents were nurses said, like, straight from the get-go, they just got, like, the anatomically correct terminology for everything. Like, it wasn't even a vagina. They called it a vulva. I didn't even know that word until I was, like, 17. (laughs) Got to make it the most accessible talk possible, right? By using the most scientific terms. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) See, it was funny because when I was little... My mom's code word for vagina was Jenny, which just made the movie Forrest Gump really strange. And, like, whenever I'd meet oh someone named Jenny, I'd be like, okay, your hey, parents are me? weird. But, um, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I don't know. That was a strange term for it. But I think I kind of understand why parents use 
these sort of code words for for sort of taboo subjects and things is because kids do have a tendency to just blurt out whatever is on their mind and they don't always have the strongest filter because I remember there was no code word for penis in my family. Um, I remember I had this, oh God, I I was maybe like three or four years old. I had this like book all about body parts that was for kids and it starts out all innocuous like elbow elbow where's your elbow here's my elbow and then it gets to penis penis where's your penis here's my penis and half the population is like I don't have that. Uh, yeah, I had some FOMO. Oh, God. I had some FOMO. And uh, and the vagina FOMO. page had been ripped out of the book. <laughs> so I don't know. Wait, where did like, that go? Yeah, and like it had illustrations and everything. It was a little oh. uncomfortable. Yeah, that was that was weird. But I remember yes. I, I knew the word penis. And then the problem was I, I just got too into talking about it. And one particular incident that my family still likes to tease me about is, uh, see, I was born in the early 90s, and Beverly Hills Cop was a really popular movie around then. Have you seen Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, yeah. So you know the theme song, right? That's like... Dun, 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 That's like the... I guess that would be like the the theme throughout it, but like the opening song is that one that's like... Yeah, see, that song was all over the radio all the time. And in my, like, four-year-old brain, The Heat Is On sounded a lot like the penis song. (laughs) So I thought it was the penis song, the penis song, it's on the street. So I was just hearing it all the time, and, you know, I was jamming out to it. I thought it was great. And we were in Blockbuster. This is definitely aging me. We were walking around Blockbuster video, and the song came on the radio in the store, and we're standing in line, and I just started singing along and giving her the penis song. And my mom was so embarrassed. So, yeah, I think probably that's why parents have code words for these things so their children don't just like run around and scream these naughty naughty words i guess so and i mean like and anyone with like any amount of critical thinking skills could figure out what they're saying if it came down to it like if someone seriously injured themselves and i was trying to explain to someone i'm sure they could figure out <laughs> that's a euphemism oh dad i slipped and fell and landed on my whistle <laughs> oh my floppy <laughs> my floppy no i hurt my cheeto <laughs> my cowboy's gone to the ranch <laughs> oh no poor cowboy <laughs> The net is exciting. When it's time for the real action, we surf. Surf the net. We were kind of thinking about, you know, different weird talks that our parents have. And the the drugs and alcohol talk is definitely one that lots of different parents tend to take a different approach to. 
Um, what was that like with your parents? Did they ever have like a super serious drug talk with you or were they just confident that you and your nerdiness weren't at risk for doing anything too sketchy? Um, that's a, that's a good question. I don't remember having a specific talk about it. It was more so don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I don't really drink a lot of alcohol shows by the fact that I call it alcohol <laughs> and not like booze or beer or liquor or anything. I mm-hmm. call it alcohol. Alcohol. It's yeah. true. You are a lightweight. You're a, you're a one beer dude whenever yeah. we go out. I Yeah. I uh, don't really have any more than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a grizzled veteran like some of these other people. Hoo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's It was funny with my family. The drugs and alcohol talk was always a weird one with us just because my parents had they had some fun years in in their past and uh they settled down and had kids pretty um pretty late in the game my dad was 40 when i was born i think my mom was in her mid 30s and they were totally like sober and cleaned up at that point so they weren't doing anything but they definitely had some some crazy years behind them So they were always very open with me about like, okay, you need to be careful about drinking because there's a little bit of a family history there. So don't want to fall into that habit. So my mom in particular, she really kind of demonized drinking and things like that. So I, I don't think I even had like sipped liquor until I was 17. I had my friend Tasa's dad's homemade wine that he used to make in the kitchen and just got hammered and ended up passing out next to the same river because we, we found a beaver and we chased him for, oh gosh, what seemed like hours. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I got drunk and chased a beaver. What a memory. But with my dad, that was definitely, he, he took a different approach to talking to me about drugs. Um, so I really didn't drink alcohol for a long time, but I did smoke pot a bit in high school because uh, I had this friend, Ronaldo. It was one day, my mom was in Mexico and my dad was looking after us, but my dad was out for the night. So Ronaldo and I went into the garage to smoke a joint and it was middle of January and it was one of those things where it just felt like a horror movie at the time because we were so baked and the door got stuck and the doorknob fell off of the door (laughs) and then both of our phones died so we were like trapped in the garage so high convinced like a murderer was going to get us so we like heard some pedestrians go by and we literally tried to get them to help us out and they were like no this door is stuck you're not getting out so we had to break down the door so i just casually like closed the broken door behind (laughs) us and we passed it off like nothing happened and then the next day my dad comes into the computer room and he's like sarah why is the door of the garage broken and I, I don't even know what was going through my head, but I just decided to be honest. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. Me and Ronaldo were getting high in the garage. And he just froze. And he was like, I, I need to think about this for a moment. <laughs> and he left the room. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. I am in so much trouble. What have I done? 
So after a couple minutes, he comes back in and he was like, Sarah, I'm real proud of you. I thought you were going to lie to me and I was really banking on you lying and you were going to be in so much trouble, but you were honest with me and you damn well know I can't get mad at you for smoking weed at 16 years old when, uh, you know, I, I was up to some pretty bad stuff when I was younger, so we're just gonna not tell your mom about this and, uh, promise me you'll stay safe. So, uh, yeah, he, he definitely didn't lash out too hard on me for that. So, um, that was an unexpected uh, occurrence there. So, uh, yeah, there's some good advice for you kids. If you ever do drugs, just tell your parents. They'll be so proud that you did. <laughs> it's like, I'm so proud you told me that oh. you smoked pot. My baby's growing up. My baby's growing up. <laughs> so let's see what the internet had to say about their parents awkward drug conversations memetic sorcery says i had dare d-a-r-e do you remember dare what does dare stand for again i've seen the this, thing it's been a while Drug abuse resistant education. Right, I right, got right, right. 25% on that quiz. I, I just got the drug part right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I had to do any D.A.R.E. stuff. I think that might have been a little before our time. I think maybe D.A.R.E. was more of an 80s thing. Yeah. But the typical, like, scare tactics, drugs will kill oh. you and weed will turn your brain into eggs. I think it was like that this is your brain on drugs ad with the lady from Josie and the Pussycats and she had like the frying pan and she like smashes the eggs. Did you ever see that one? I'm not sure. I saw one where they had like a like an egg that they cracked and put in like a frying pan. It's like this is your brain on drugs and it like fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, there was th that one was the original one and then I think they like took it a step further with with Josie and she like she like instead of cracking the egg she just like goes nuts with the frying pan and she's like and this is what happens to your friends and your family and she just starts smashing shit you know I remember I'm not sure if you had to do this but I had to um I think it was in grade seven or eight uh they had, like the anti-smoking ads or whatever and they had oh, kids from a Barb Tarbox What's that? Don't you remember Barb Tarbox? No. She was in the anti-smoking ads. Barb Tarbox with the unfortunate name. And she was dying of, like, <laughs> oh my God. she diseased lungs full of tar. And her name was Tarbox. Oh, oh my God. Anyways, I interrupted you. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, no Barb Tarbox, but uh, basically kids across Canada had a vote on what was the best anti-smoking ad and then it would air on TV. So we watched like 20 ads in a row that were like for anti-smoking or whatever. And it was like, some of them were pretty horrific in all honesty. Some of them were like, eh, but they're, the ones that I remember is like, um, when like, you know, people, when they get like that hole cut in their throat. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, tra tracheotomy, I like, think? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But basically what would happen is, like, in the commercials, they'd have them, like, take out their their voice thing, and then they just talk without <laughs> it in. It's, pr it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, 
definitely don't look up a video if you uh, want to be comfortable for the next few hours because <laughs> you already keep thinking about it. Um, but yeah, that's this is, we've gone on quite the tangent here, but this is what I thought of when you were talking about like the drug talk because they literally just spammed these anti-smoking videos at us. <laughs> yeah, so let's finish what Mimetic Sorcery said. Yes. Bit of a tangent. So Mimetic Sorcery says, I had dare, so naturally I was told if I was anywhere near weed at any point, I'd physically implode. True. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and he says, I, of course, ignored this and smoked it anyway because high school is awesome. <laughs> 420, yeah, <dude>. 420 blaze it <laughs> no, no. oh my god what a, what a fucking what a badass what a so badass cool. man I bet that guy was like super cool in high school this guy gets tons of flumpy this guy gets ton of buster <laughs> oh my god oh just knee deep in Cheetos it's like <laughs> cow- <laughs> cowboy buster there you go cowboy buster there you go best of both worlds Jesse McCree says, my parents told me nothing harder than LSD and be responsible. What? Wow. So their parents actually encouraged them to do LSD. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say encourage. It's not like they're saying go out and do LSD. It's saying nothing harder than LSD. because they want. But the option's still on the table. I guess. But I'm not necessarily saying to go out and do it. And, like, did they have, like, a chart of, like, what's harder than LSD? Like, I feel like LSD is harder than a lot of things. I don't know. What are the side effects of LSD? Uh, It's, like, a super intense hallucinogen. Okay. So I've never done it personally. However, my dear old papa told me <laughs> many stories of... Uh, of doing LSD when he was in, he was like 12, 13 years old when he was doing Jeez. it. Yeah, he started, this was like in the 60s. And yeah, I remember he said that one time when they were 12, they all dropped it in class, which is not something you want to do with a heavy duty, you know, psychedelic yeah. that makes you like vividly hallucinate. So. I think he said he thought his head disappeared, so he ran to the bathroom and looked in the mirror and just could not see his head and thought it was gone. So he went home, and then his mind just started going, like, what's the scariest possible thing I could imagine? A big giant snake! And then, sure enough, he looks to the corner of a room, and a giant snake appears and starts slithering up the bed. So, um, yeah. Bad trip, I guess. Yeah, I, it sounds not super positive. So I think for a parent to say like, "Oh yeah, LSD is fine. Nothing more intense than that." That's that's some questionable advice. It doesn't sound like that person had great parenting skills. That yeah, parent. not so much, Mister and Mrs. McCree. You done goofed. All right, we made it through one comment. We made it through. We made one. it through one. Let's What's see next? what else we've got. Um, oh, Florida Living One Two Three says. LOL, I wish they had a drug talk. My mom always supplied the alcohol. That sounds like something but someone like... from Florida would say. <laughs> Did you ever have one of those friends with, like, parents that would just, like, buy them liquor like it wasn't even a big deal? I don't think I was really friends with those kinds of people. <laughs> in all honesty. That's true. I um I dated a guy in high school for a while, and... His parents were in this, like, really bitter divorce, and his dad had this, like, huge, sprawling mansion, 
So I guess his mom, to kind of seem like the cool one, would let him have alcohol parties there all the time in, like, 11th grade. So Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Definitely uh, not the wisest choice. Watermelon Smirnoff and 7-Up was our drink of choice. Sounds and pretty gross, it was, gotta say. It was terrible, but we thought it was so great at the time. No, that was always weird. A bunch I, of novices. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really understand the the logic behind the parents that provide the alcohol. Well, clearly, I mean, you know, the parents well, themselves must be having some own well, issues if they've normalized it to that degree. I would consider this as well. Like, if your kid is... If you know your kid's going to start drinking or something at some point soon and he's going to go to some friend's house drinking, if you have them over at your house and you supply the alcohol... You know they're in a controlled environment, and you know how much alcohol they're going to have. That's true. You can kind of monitor monitor it a little bit better that way. That way they won't end up, like, drinking a bunch of homemade wine and passing out next to a river. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds like that happened to someone I know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Have you ever blacked out? Yeah, I have before. Yeah? Um, yeah. It's, uh... It was, at, it was at a work party. Not like an actual work party at the work was hosting. It was mm. like people from work were hosting like a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I decided, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get super drunk tonight. First time, this first time I've ever been drunk in my entire life. I was, really? I think I was like 18 or 19. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I think so. Didn't really know what I was doing. Didn't know how much my body could handle. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So I don't know why, but I bought Guinness. Okay. Again, it's like I don't it's even. It's so heavy. Yeah, it's like I'm like it's I'm like gonna... the chunky soup of beers. <laughs> like it eats like a meal. And they had like that ball thing in there in the can. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I had like five of those Guinnesses. So a super heavy beer, having never drunk before. I have five, right? Which mm-hmm. is like okay, that'll get anyone. Well, that'll get me smashed for sure. Yeah. But then I also had, I think. Some fireball. Oh, and some that'll Cap- do it. And some Captain Morgans. Whew. And I shotgunned a twisted tea for some reason. Oh. And uh, my friend kept telling me, like, oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're, you're fine, you just keep drinking, you're fine. Um, when I knew I wasn't, I remember it, a trick my dad taught me ages ago that's like, if anyone tells you to keep drinking, you don't want to, just pretend you're drinking. I'm like, oh, that's smart. <laughs> I remember that. So I was sitting there pretending to drink. And at one point I was like, Ugh. and then suddenly I'm in the bathroom. I've thrown up everywhere. So I was cleaning up. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then stayed there overnight and then went home the next day. Um, not really friends with that guy anymore because... Yeah, uh, he sounds like a bit of an enabler, I think. Yep. Um, not a good pal. Don't really, don't really talk to him. I haven't seen him in years. Oh, man. Let's see what else the internet has to say We've about... made it through, what, two? Conversation. Yeah, two so far. Oh, Bittersweet Life says... Oh, relatable. <laughs> says, they just left them on the table... And then left for my whole life. So, dot dot dot. So left drugs on the table, and then I I presume so. That I have more. Que- I have questions. That does sound a bit bittersweet. Um, but no, where, where does the sweet part <laughs> oh, come in, though? Uh, sweet is actually spelled S-U-I-T-E. So oh. I guess the the home situation was. Little bit bitter. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's one way of doing it. Just throw caution to the wind. You've got, like, <laughs> another dad joke lined up for me that I'm going to follow in the back of my head. I'm going to purposely stay with someone in this shitty hotel and be like, 
man, this is a bittersweet. <laughs> and then they'll be like, mm -hmm. and then I'll be like, this is worth like the $80 I paid for this hotel room or whatever. <laughs> Let's see now. XO Some Blonde says, my mom made me do research projects on drugs and present them and constantly talked to me about <laughs> drinking and drugs and made it very clear that she would send me to rehab in another state if I so much as came home tipsy. What? <laughs> then in brackets it says, not actually true, but I believed it to my core, LOL. Could you imagine? That would be pretty brutal. It's like you ate beer-battered fish and now you have to go to rehab. <laughs> I remember my uh, my mom used to kind of do the same thing. Like, oh, you know, if I ever find drugs or weed in the house, I will call the cops on you. But then one time our cleaning lady ended up finding a bong in my brother's room and then she threatened to call the cops. My mom was like, no fucking way. Get out of here. So we uh, we knew where she really stood on that on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another one that says this is Apollonius Cone says my parents didn't have a drugs and alcohol conversation. They encouraged it. Oh, dear. This is not good. Parents making bad choices here. Just priorities are just completely out the window. Yeah. Maybe they don't want their kids to judge them for their drug problems. That's entirely possible. Maybe. Or maybe, like, maybe it's reverse psychology. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, drugs are so cool. Yeah. Oh, mom and dad love doing drugs all the time. Hey, kiddo. And they'll be like, oh, drugs are lame. Mom and dad do them. I feel like if you're going to do reverse psychology, drugs is probably not the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just probably a negligence. I think so. Uh, so this looks like the uh, the best of what we've got from our probing of the Internet today. And remember, the internet really is for everyone. Any final thoughts, Will, on um, on awkward talks from parents to children, or any any advice for any parents out there who are considering having an important talk with the kids about a about a taboo subject? Um, I'm not a parent. I'll start off by saying that. But I'm one. I I do have parents as do many people. Um, I would say to parents out there, treat your kids like people, because if you treat them not like people, they're not gonna take you seriously and or they will try and rebel against you. So treat them like people, don't treat them like idiots. Might not be very smart, but <laughs> treat them with respect and mm -hmm. you'll probably get a lot further. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty sage advice there, you know? I, think, I am uh, very wise with my 22 years of experience. Oh, yes, so wisdomous. Well, yeah, I think by being somewhat honest with your kids, then, you know, I, I think especially now in this age of, you know, the internet being so accessible to kids, they could find all the wrong information about things that way, so... If you're just straight up with them, I think that that would probably eliminate the risk a little bit of something terrible happening. True. This has been a thrilling episode of Sarah and Will Probe the Net. I'm Sarah Jane Martin. And I'm William Klippenstein. We uh, went pretty in-depth there. Mm. We, uh, yeah, the internet got probed. On the mark, get set. We're riding on the internet, cyberspace, 
Interact your appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world, got to get online. Take a spin, now you're in with the techno set, you're going surfing on the internet. All right, I'm going to go home and eat some Cheetos. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>